BFM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie I was intrigued with that word that uh, Paul came up with uh, earlier on, uh, polyandry. Um, and seemingly fraternal polyandry, um, would you believe, is practised among Tibetans in Nepal and other parts of China in which two or more brothers are married to the same wife with the wife having equal sexual access to them. There's one for you, no? <laughs> so what do you make of that? Um, all right, 083 311 Every day is a school day. Um, with the festive season at hand, uh, Dr. Connor Reedy in our... Hidden history slot takes us back to the words of the children of the late 1930s, Tipperary, for their thoughts on Christmas. And speaking to the Irish Folklore Commission, between 1937 and 1939, they shared their knowledge and opinions on all kinds of topics relating to life in Ireland, including Christmas traditions this month on Tipperary's Hidden History. Uh, there's faith, food, whiskey galore and no murdering. that time of year when people come together in various ways to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, whether as families, churches, couples or communities or even individuals. It's time to revisit our old friends at the National Folklore Collection's School Collection, a scheme initiated by the Irish Folklore Commission with the cooperation of the Department of Education and the Irish National Teachers Organisation. It was originally run from 1937 to 1938 but was extended in 1939 in specific cases. For the duration of the project, more than 50,000 school children from 5,000 schools in the 26 counties of the Irish Free State were enlisted to collect folklore in their home districts. This month on Tipperary's Hidden History, you've guessed it, Christmas, as told by the children of late 1930s Ireland. We begin with a child at Lockmore in Templemore. And this little girl says, At Christmas we put up holly in our house. We put it up on Christmas Eve and we take it down on the 6th of January. It's put up around pictures and in the bedroom. We get it in James Morris's field and my mother puts it up. We leave a candle lighting on Christmas night. We put up Pam on Pam Sunday. My mother brings it home from the church and puts it up behind the pictures. It's left there until the next Palm Sunday. Then it's taken down and burned. We put straw inside the door on Christmas night. We put up blessed ashes in the thatching on Ash Wednesday. My father puts blessed ashes on our foreheads and my mother puts the rest of it up on the thatch beside a rafter. We put up a crib at Christmas. We put it up on Christmas Eve and we take it down on the 6th of January. We bought it in a shop in Templemore. When it's taken down, it's put in a press and left there until next Christmas. And, like most of us, we hope that all the figurines are still intact. We turn now to Clock Jordan National School. Christmas is coming. The geese are getting fat. Please put a penny in the old man's hat. If you haven't got a penny, a halfpenny will do. If you have not got a halfpenny, God bless you. And the child says, This verse is sung by people begging before Christmas. 
Christmas Eve, the youngest member of the family lights candles and there's a Christmas candle left burning in every window. The candles are supposed to show light to Our Lady as she passes on midnight. On Christmas Eve, all children hang up their stockings for Santa Claus to fill with sweets, toys and other nice things. Christmas morning and every priest can say three masses. I never knew that was a rule. Christmas Day, everybody has fowl for dinner and sweet cake for tea. On Stephen's Day, young and old people disguise themselves and go around the country collecting money. We turn now to a child in Boher National School in Bushfield, Carrigatoher. At Christmas, the people practice various customs which their fathers and mothers before them practiced. On Christmas Eve, the youngest in the house lights a big candle and this candle is placed in the window. This is supposed to be an invitation to the Blessed Virgin Mary to visit the home. If anybody passing along is looking for lodging, the light shows them where to get it. They put down a big fire on Christmas Eve. They burn a special big log and the fire is not raked that night. On Christmas Day, says this child in Boher National School, long ago the people used to have tea as a luxury for their Christmas dinner on Christmas Day. A boiled goose was the usual dinner. Every other day, they would only have potatoes and sour milk. In this parish, the people do not go visiting their friends on Christmas Day. It is considered bad form. There's a door you don't knock on. On Christmas night, a big candle is lighted. The child continues, On St. Stephen's Day, the Wren boys go around from house to house. They are disguised with eye fiddles and old and curious clothes. They carry a holly bush and sing and dance outside the doors. They get money from the people of the house. They sing first, The Wren, the Wren, King of all birds, St. Stephen's Day was caught in the furs. Up with the kettle and down with the pan, and give us the money to bury the ran. Individuals sang other songs. At night, they divide the money on the crowd and they often subscribe for entertainment to get up a dance in a particular house. Of late years, the Ran boys here are not so particular about their disguise or about their performances outside the houses. They simply go for the money and they've developed the habit of going in small groups of twos and threes and keeping the money. Finally, from this child in Boher, it is the custom here not to eat meat on St. Stephen's Day so as to prevent fever or sickness coming into the house during the year. Some people say you eat it but not cook it. It is a great day for visiting friends. We turn to Thomastown. This child says, There's always great joy at Christmas. Every woman is busy. My mother is very busy at Christmas always, cleaning and dusting. She has to whitewash and then everything is tossed about. Dresser, tables and pictures. Then, all these things have to be washed and painted. I go for the holly red berry. It's the nicest. Strings are made out of it and they are put hanging out of the ceiling. The Christmas dinner consists of roast goose and potatoes. The stuffing is always grand. Potatoes, onions, spices, salt, pepper. The tea on Christmas Day consists of sweet cake and plum pudding. The plum pudding is treacle. Beef suit, lemon peel, currants and raisins. The raisins are stoned and all is mixed together with flour and breadcrumbs and boiled in a little bag. It is hung out of the ceiling with holly on the top of it till Christmas Day. There are stout and lemonade drunk also. A Christmas candle is lit in honour of Jesus Christ. In Knockin Temple, a child tells us about the Christmas candle. Every Christmas night, a long coloured Christmas candle is lighted by the mother of the house after the tea. Everyone in the house kneels down and says a prayer to be alive at that time twelve months. 
A turnip is scooped out and decorated with fancy paper and holly to make a holder for the candle. The lighted candle is placed in the window, which is left without a blind to give light to our blessed lady and her son on their way looking for lodgings. The candle is left lighting all night and the next night until it burns out. The child talks about the door. The door of the house is never locked on Christmas night, the way Our Lady and her son could come in and rest a while. A chair is left near the fire for Our Lady to sit on and take the blessed babe on her lap. A jug of water is left on the table. The fire is not quenched. Any poor person is not refused at the door on Christmas Eve. Then we talk about the food. The feasting begins at tea Christmas night. A big oven cake is made with plenty of fruit, eggs, butter, peel and sugar. A roast barn brack is got in every house. A plum pudding is either made at home or bought. A roast fowl of some kind is for the Christmas dinner. A turkey, goose, duck or a chicken, according to the people's means. Anyone who comes to the house around Christmas gets a drink. The postman always gets a drink. I wonder is that still true, by the way. The people working in the house get a drink on Christmas night. So now we head to Borsa Cain. This child writes, In my district, in Borsa Cain, County Tipperary, formerly a straw cross used to be made on Christmas Day and left until Pam Sunday beside the cream. For it was said you would never want for butter while that was there. The cross used to be made of wheat and straw and was made by the oldest boy in each house. The child talks about branches and herbs. Holly is still used in all the houses in this district. It is put up on Christmas Day and taken down after Little Christmas, or the twelfth day. It is generally put up over the pictures around the house. People always try to get buried holly, which is often hard to be procured, especially if the weather is cold. To Longford Wood next. Christmas is the greatest of all. It is talked of for weeks beforehand by both young and old. The young people because of the good things it brings them in the way of eating, drinking, sport and in the case of children's holidays from school. And the old because they will either see or hear from those whom they have not heard any account of for the past year. Some days before Christmas the house is thoroughly cleaned and branches of holly are stuck here and there all over it. Holly with red berries on is eagerly looked for by everyone. The woman of the house goes to town and buys all the good things she can afford. Currants, raisins, some fruit and above all some strong drink for the older men and there are some of the things she makes sure to purchase. On Christmas Eve a very large candle is lighted in every house and placed in the window. This is not put out until the following morning. On this day also, the turkey or goose, without which no Christmas dinner would be looked on as a good one, is cleaned and prepared for the oven. On the evening before Christmas, any members of the family who may be working in Dublin or elsewhere return home. And there's great joy in every house. On Christmas morning, as many as possible go to First Mass and Holy Communion. And on the road outside after Mass, we wish one another a happy Christmas. There is an old custom in the district that is that most people remain in their houses on Christmas day and night. When a man enters his neighbor's house on the day after Christmas, or in fact on any day during the 12 days, he is certain to be treated to a glass of whiskey or wine. Doesn't say if that applies to women entering the house. Some of us send and get Christmas cards. Another very noted thing in the district 
is the generous spirit with which everyone seems to have during Christmas and those who have them send turkeys or geese or other good things to those who have not got them of their own. The child talks about St Stephen's Day. This day is also kept locally as a sort of holiday and few people do any work except what they must do. Some of the small boys go with the wren and some young men also dress themselves up in old clothes, put masks on their face or blacken them with soot. One or two carry a fiddle or a melodeon and they go from house to house playing music, singing and dancing. They generally get a few pence at each house. The people of the district like to see the little boys coming with the wren, but they don't like to see the grown-up men coming because the money collected by these is often put to improper use. The old people tell us that in years gone by there used to be several dances held in the locality on that night, but now there's scarcely any. The child talks about New Year's Day where in many houses a large candle is also lighted on that last night of the old year and is left lighting to bring in the new year. We also wish one another a happy new year when we meet one another at mass or elsewhere on that morning. The old people tell us, children, that whatever we do on that day we shall be doing for the year. They especially warn the younger children about crying. Some cards are also sent and got by a few people on that morning. Little Christmas, this is just kept now like an ordinary holiday in the district, the old people tell us that 40 or 50 years ago, the people kept it in almost the same way as they kept Big Christmas. Lisfernan in the Glen of Aherlow, and a child writes, Long ago there lived here in Lisfernan an old woman named Judy Lynch who used to dust the church. A few days before Christmas, she was working dusting the statue of St. Joseph. The duster got caught in the neck of the statue and it fell on the floor and the statue got broken and poor Judy was in terrible trouble and turning to the altar with her hands joined she exclaimed Jesus and Mary I have St. Joseph killed. Finally on to Kilnaneve. St. Stephen's Day is on the 26th of December. It is celebrated by going hunting the ran. All the young boys of the district collect together and go around from house to house looking for money. They dress up with old rags and play at every house with musical instruments. I'm going hunting the ran myself with a couple of school companions. St. Stephen was the first martyr. St. Stephen's Day is the day after Christmas. All the people lock the doors when they hear the ran boys coming. Is it all the people or just that house? Who knows? There's a lot of dances for the ran boys on St. Stephen's night. They generally get drunk in the evening. There is mass on St. Stephen's Day. Some people say it is not right to eat meat on that day, but more people don't believe that. Stephen is a very scarce name. And there you have it. That's what the children of late 1930s Ireland thought about Christmas. How many of those old traditions have changed? And how many have disappeared? Or how many have remained exactly the same? And so, as we draw another year of Tipperary's hidden history to a close, I want to give a quick shout-out to some of the great historical journals across our county that will make fantastic Christmas presents this year. The Killaloo Ballina Local Historical Society have just released issue one of the album, 150 Years of Images, 1840s to 1990s. The Annals of Ara, History, Archaeology, People and Places, Volume 4 was recently published by the Ara Historical and Archaeological Society. An incredible 11th volume of Mining the Past from the Silver Mines Historical Society was recently launched in Dalla. And the Silver Jubilee volume of the Borhalahan Duala Historical Journal was launched back in early November. These are a few of the many great historical publications researched and written about across our county this past few months and promise to generate hours of great conversation among you all, among families and friends this year. Finally, 
I want to say a huge thank you to the many listeners I've met along the way throughout the year for their kind words about Tipperary's hidden history. Until next year, when we'll have many more tales of murder, violence, weirdness, and I hope a few laughs from this county's rich past. Thank you all. A Merry Christmas. And that's uh, the wonderful Dr. Connor Reedy there with uh, Tipperary's Hidden Histories. The winner of our afternoon two, uh, tea for two at the Talbot is Mary Highland from Ballyporeen. Well done to you, Mary, and many congratulations to you, and I'm sure you'll uh, enjoy that uh, greatly. Now, earlier on, we spoke to Jodie regarding her situation with her prepay uh, meter. One of our listeners was in touch with some advice, and uh, this is what they had to say. Well, Fran... That lady talking about the prepay power, she might want to check out the other suppliers' prices before she changes to bill pay. Because so I just got my bill in the in there in the last couple of days for the last two months, and it's forty-four cent per kilowatt, and that's with energy bill pay. So beware, it mightn't be any better. Some advice from one of our listeners there via WhatsApp, uh, voice message via WhatsApp, and you can do that as well on 083 I'll be chatting to George Fury of the Fury Brothers in just a moment. Tip today with Fran Curry With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.